Hello, my name is Sojourner Friginal and I am 14 years old. I was blessed to be born in a home with a God-fearing mother and father who always did their best at pointing me to Christ as the standard of holiness and our Redeemer. Although my parents brought me up in God's word, reading and memorizing it often with me, it was not their faith that could save me alone. And as I grew older, my sin and my need for God became more evident in my life, and I was sinning with an unrepentant heart living from my selfish desires. Although I do not know the exact time I was saved, I know that it was by God's grace that he would have mercy on a sinner like me. He opened my eyes to the reality and consequences of my sin and of my need for Christ as the propitiation for my sin, which led me to a repentant heart. As I have grown in my faith in Christ, I have grown in my desire to know God more through his word, and my conviction over my sin has been strengthened through his word. One verse that has encouraged me in my walk with Christ is 1 John 2, 15-16. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lusts of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. I am getting baptized today in obedience to God's command and as a public proclamation that I have put my faith in Jesus Christ. Soji, it's a, a joy to hear your testimony. And based on your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Tessa Friginal and I am 16 years old. God blessed me with parents who had already given their lives to Christ and taught me his word since I was born. Since I grew up surrounded by the Christian faith, I always claimed to be a Christian because that was what everyone else around me said they were and I didn't want to be different. When I was younger, I always doubted that Christianity was the one true faith. I found it hard to believe that of all the religions in the world, I happened to be born into the right one and that the God that I grew up learning about was even real. I didn't understand that being born with parents who loved Christ was just God's blessing to me. I continued to say I believed in God, even though on the inside I didn't believe he was real at all. I didn't care to obey a God that I didn't even think existed. I would constantly sin and have no conviction. I lived my life however I thought was best in my eyes because I didn't see a reason to do otherwise. In sixth grade, my family started to attend Grace Church of the Valley. And then, it was then that I started to hear God's word preached in a way I'd never heard before. The more I was exposed to the teaching at church and youth group, I began to believe Christianity was true. But even after I was convinced that God was real, I continued to live my life the way I wanted because I wasn't yet convicted of my sin. It wasn't until eighth grade, when James Prendergast was going through the book of Philippians at youth group, that I actually started to see that I was lost and on the wrong path. He was talking about how there's no in-between when it comes to salvation, that you are either saved or not saved. He also said that if you are truly saved, you will desire to obey God because you love God. It was then I realized that after all these years, I had been falsely proclaiming that I loved God. That was the time I realized God, I mean, that was the time God opened my eyes to my sin and I realized without him I was lost. After that realization, I repented of my sins and I gave my life to Christ because my life was not my own. I learned that truly loving Christ meant that I desire to obey him in everything. Even though I am saved, I still sin every day, but when I do, I am truly sorry and I ask God to forgive me, and I know that he will because that is what he has promised. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I have no more doubt in my salvation. I know that I am in Christ and he is in me because I have repented and believed in this truth, that God sent his son to live a perfect life 
die substitutionary death, and rose victoriously on the third, grave, third day from the grave, so through Jesus I have been made right in the eyes of God and saved from his wrath by grace and through faith alone. I'm being baptized today as a follower of Christ because I desire to obey the command he has given me. Thank you. Amen. No, it's just good. It's just, I'm smiling because it's so clear and it's just, it's, it's great. It's a great day. So Tessa, based on your profession of faith, uh, it's my joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Chantal Magania, and I am here today to publicly declare that Jesus is my Lord as well as my Savior. Before I came to know Christ, my life was filled with much darkness after having lived through a traumatic experience in high school. After graduating and then starting college, I began to cope with my trauma in ways that harmed my soul and body with no regard for how my loved ones saw me. I fell into a depression so deep that I used to think to myself, if there is a God, the most merciful thing he can do is let me go to sleep one night and not wake up the next morning. As time went on, I made little changes and saw an improvement in, my ex in external aspects of my life and I felt on top of the world. I was doing well in school, had a new job that I liked, and was even preparing to transfer to my dream university. It appeared that my life had changed for the better. However, internally, I was still burdened with the shame and sadness of what I had gone through. I thought that just because time had made me numb to my experience that I had healed, when in reality, I was doing anything I could to run from it. I thought that not feeling pain anymore meant that I was healed and that I am strong. It wasn't until my Aunt Anna and Uncle Octavio invited me to church that I truly learned who Christ is and why I needed him. He committed the ultimate act of love and died on the cross for my sins that were seen in my rebellious choices and rejection of God. I found it hard to believe that he could ever love a wretched sinner like me when for so long I didn't even love myself. On one day in April of this year, when I was home by myself, I suddenly had this feeling of a great weight being lifted off of my shoulders, and it was then that I realized it was Christ's work on me. At that moment, I knew he does not see me with shame or disgust, and that I am more than my circumstances and experience. I began to weep because for so long, I felt like a tainted rag, but it is through Christ that I am a clean slate, redeemed and forgiven of my sins. It is through him that I was made new. His grace has no limits and his salvation is not something one must work for. It is a gift. I choose to give my life to him, to turn away from my sin and to follow him. Because of this, I am here today to be baptized, to identify with Jesus and declare him as my Lord and Savior. Chantel, based on your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good job. Hello, everyone. My name is Haley Mello, and I'm from Hanford, California, and lived here for the majority of my childhood and adulthood. Growing up, I spent most of my younger years spending the holidays with family, and one particular person was my grandma, Sharon. 
My grandmother was a significant role in my life. She took me to places like Storyland, Sutter's Mill, Downtown Sack, and a variety of places in my younger years. But the number one thing that she did for me was introduce God in my life. Because quite frankly, I grew up in a home where God was not talked about. I can remember spending my summers at Vacation Bible School where I had a blast learning about who Jesus and God were. I remember every night before I went to bed at her house that she would sit by my bedside and pray with me. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. I can remember begging my grandmother if I could get baptized when I was a mere eight years old because my uncle Scott, my dad's brother, was baptized at that age. He was also extremely close to me. My grandmother was not one to accept such requests lightly, and I can remember her telling me that I needed to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and that he died on the cross for my sins. Of course, my immediate response, not knowing the weight of what I said, was yes. So within a few days, she had Pastor Dennis arrange for me to get baptized on that Sunday before I left for home. I can remember getting into that white gown, climbing up those scary stairs, and Pastor Dennis asking me questions. Down I went into the frigid water, and up I came. As the years went by, I thought my, my, my baptism was my Willy Wonka golden ticket and that I had earned my place in heaven. No strings were attached. Oh, how I was wrong. For the years that followed, I lived in sin and felt no conviction about it, revealing that I had not truly understood the weight of what it means to die to self, take up a cross, and follow Christ. I, was, I, I had deceived myself into believing I was a Christian when I wasn't. I did not understand the weight of what I proclaimed that Sunday morning. I truly did not realize that I was not walking with Christ, and sadly, that was true. I lived in sin for the majority of my life and, to be honest, didn't care. I did not care to hear from my sisters that I was living in total sin or that I was truly not saved. I did not have a believer's baptism. I rejected those who tried to help me see how far off I was and that I was in complete and total sin. It wasn't until one hot day in the summer of 2020 that I randomly fell on my knees and I wept. I wept because I realized how wrong I was for everything that transpired from the age of 8 to 24. I wept because I knew how sinful I was and realized how much I needed God's grace and mercy. I wept because I knew I could not continue to live a lie, to live in sin, and to push those away who were trying to help me have a relationship with Christ. It was then that I realized how desperately I needed to repent for my sins and proclaim Jesus as the Lord and Savior of my life. I also knew that my story wasn't finished yet and that I wasn't too far gone to be saved. God's steadfast love and mercy was what I could lean on to. It is best said in Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I could not be more blessed to be standing in front of you all here today to proclaim that Jesus lived a perfect life, died a substitutionary death, and rose victoriously from the dead, that I know now why I need to be saved, who I was before Christ, and the identity I have now in Christ. I recognize my need for a savior, my inability to save self, my need of repentance of sin, and my trusting fully in Christ as both my Lord and savior of my life. Turn this way, again, that's my, that's my weak arm. Haley, based on your profession of faith, it's my joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, my name is Houston Hirschhorn. I'm 18 years old, and I'd like to share with you my testimony of God's faithfulness in my life. I grew up in a church-going family where the gospel was taught to me from a young age, and going to church in Awanas was a weekly thing for me throughout my childhood. However, the older I got, the more I just wanted to play sports and have fun, and I loved baseball as a kid, and I got pretty good. 
and soon it became what I thought was my life and all I ever wanted to do. So I stopped caring about going to church and Awanas and reading my Bible. In fact, I started dreading those things and I had no love for them. Even though I was taught the gospel growing up, I never understood the depth of it and what it truly meant for my life. In my childish, in childish mind, I truly believed that as long as I did the right thing, was nice to people and obeyed my parents, I would go to heaven. And I was really wrong. I probably had people convinced I was a good Christian boy, but I truly was not. I kept up with this mindset and sinful lifestyle as well as continuing to play baseball with increasing success. But then one day baseball came to a halt for me with a growing condition in my knee and my elbow that forced me to stop playing for essentially two years. This altered my life because baseball was all I did and all I wanted to do, and it was my life. I was lost, and I didn't know what to do with myself, so I resorted to more sin and isolation. Then one afternoon, when I was 13 in the summer, I walked into my room and noticed my Bible that my grandma had gotten me sitting on my dresser. And I had nothing to do, so I went and read it. And I started reading in Genesis, and I just kept reading. And little did I know that the, that decision that day would change my life. I started to realize and become convicted of my sin by God's word. And I realized that my life was not alignment with what the Lord had commanded of me and there was something greater than baseball controlling me. I couldn't live with myself and I grieved over my sin for a long time. It led me to having a conversation with my mom one night where I heard the gospel again for the first time in a long time and I was in tears for a while. I finally understood that the Lord and his son, has sent his son Jesus to live the perfect life that I could not live because as in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But then he died on the cross in my place, so that, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, I might become the righteousness of God. But then he rose three days later to defeat death. So then I decided to place my faith in Jesus that night and what he did for me. And now I am justified because of God's grace as a gift, as Paul says in Romans 3.24. Placing my faith in Jesus was the best decision I've ever made, and since then my life has changed, and I immediately started seeing the work the Lord was doing on my heart. I no longer dread growing in the knowledge of the Lord, but I long for it. I was no longer bogged down by sin, but I found joy in serving my Savior because of what He did for me on the cross. And the Lord has brought me to meet such great people and men as, such as Derek Marks and James Prendergrass who have helped, me, helped guide me in my walk, and I'm incredibly thankful for them. And I'm eternally grateful for the gift of salvation and the Lord's grace. So today I've decided to be baptized as a public decoration of my faith in Jesus Christ and the underserved grace he has placed upon me. Houston, it is a joy to hear your testimony and what the Lord's doing in your life. We're so thankful for you. And because of your profession of faith, it's a joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Presley Woods and I'm 18 years old. I've grown up in Kingsburg my entire life, raised in a home with both of my parents and my two sisters. Throughout my childhood and my elementary years, there was no doubt in my mind that there was a God, but that's also all that it was to me. I had opportunities to go to church and make my faith a priority, and I didn't take those opportunities because, frankly, I believed that I didn't need those things and that I was doing enough. I had no idea the depth of God's love and the relationship that I could personally have with Him. 
I thought that knowing the fact that Jesus Christ had died on the cross for my sins and having my natural goody-goody personality made me a good person and therefore a good Christian. It wasn't until my sophomore year that I truly began to know Jesus instead of just knowing about him. God placed friends in my life that pointed me to Christ and encouraged me in many aspects, and those people are still some of my best friends today. I began going to Resolved, hearing from Shay and then from James during my senior year. I look forward to every time I got to go, not just for the social aspect or to play games or see friends, but to learn. I was learning things that I had never known, though I thought that I had all along. At that time in my life, I decided to truly surrender everything to Jesus by placing my faith in Him and realize the simple fact that I owe Him everything. My sinful nature causes me to walk through life in a completely imperfect way, which is why I am in great need of guidance from my perfect Savior. A significant change in my heart had taken place. Loving and serving others had a new purpose and one that made so much sense. It became so clear to me that it was not of my own self that achieved these things, but the work of the Lord in me. I began to order my priorities in a way that honored Christ, understand my need for a Savior who so lovingly paid my debts, and the indescribable joy and peace that suddenly rested in my life. The next couple years of my life were very simple and easy. I was committed to Christ but honestly didn't experience any true growth that matured me in my walk with the Lord. It was during the beginning of my senior year that I was faced with the first serious trial in my life. Feeling confused, betrayed, and broken, the only thing I knew to do was run to God in prayer and in the Word. Although these truths didn't change the actual contents of my situation, I had encouragement in knowing the sovereignty of God over all things in my life. I finally reached a point of contentness and was at peace with my pain because it became so evident to me that it all was used for my good and for God's glory. God used my time of hurting to bring me even closer to Him, and though I may not have felt it at the time, I have a new gratefulness and appreciation for every trial and failure because of my security in the Lord. This awareness made me all the more thankful for my God and His unwavering love and presence in my life, especially since I am so undeserving of it as a sinner myself. Now a year later, I reflect and see how much that I've grown in the short time because of the hardships that God has planned for me. Though my salvation took place long before this, it is amazing to recognize the ways in which God can continue to reveal His goodness in unexpected ways while He pulls you closer as you didn't even realize you may have been drifting away. Romans 8.38-39 is always an encouragement to me as it reads, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to get baptized today to publicly declare my love and gratefulness for the Lord as I am a sinner who has been saved and my devotion to honoring Him in all that I do. Amen. Amen. Presley, because of your confession of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's encouraging to see how He's continuing to work in your life. It's a joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Natalie Wilgenberg. My, my family and I have been attending Grace since March of this year, and I have the privilege of sharing my testimony of God's faithfulness in my life with you today. I grew up in a home with loving Christian parents who took me to church every Sunday, read the Bible with me, and sacrificed so my siblings and I could attend Christian school. I received the gospel at a young age. I'm so incredibly aware of the amazing gift that is, and I'm thankful for all the heartache the Lord saved me from. My testimony is not about me, but about God's grace and faithfulness. 
I accepted Jesus into my heart as Lord and Savior when I was young in the capacity that I as a young child had, and he has been faithful to mold me and transform me as I grow. He is the potter and I am the clay. He is a good and faithful and patient God. In middle school and high school, as I struggled with being over struggled with being an overachiever and perfectionist. He gently reminded me time and time again that my value, true worth, and identity is not in what I do, but in my relationship with him. I didn't need to be the best. I just simply needed to be still and rest and surrender it all at his feet. I am a born and raised Michigan girl, and when I got married and moved to California with my husband and essentially knew no one other than him, God once again, in his faithfulness, reminded me that while I, in many ways, felt alone, isolated, and unknown, that he is Elroy, the God who sees, and that he intimately knows me, and that once again, my identity was and is not in my past accomplishments, my family name, or in any standing that I left behind in Michigan, but my true identity is found in him. And then 2020 happened, and in his faithfulness, the Lord put it on my heart and the heart of my husband to read through the Bible in a year. He was so good to us in doing that. Before all the madness of that year hit, we had built the discipline of being in God's word every day. And as the year went on and madness piled on top of madness and confusion on confusion, we had his word faithfully guiding us. And on one particular day that year, I was filled with frustration and I was wrestling and wondering what in the world was actually true. In my frustration, I prayed to the Lord to reveal truth to me. And as God does, in his faithfulness, he answered. I opened up our reading for the day. We were starting the book of Titus, and I read the first verse, and it hit me between the eyes. It read, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, and the hope of eternal life that God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. In his faithfulness, he hit me over the head that while the world that I thought I knew was crumbling around me, he cannot lie, and his word is truth. And it's the only truth that really matters. He is such a good and faithful God. I am in no way perfect, nor have I walked the perfect walk with the Lord. But I know he has his hand on me, and he is molding me more and more into his likeness as I humbly and obediently submit to his will, and as I learn to find my delight in him more fully. My God is a God of redemption. He takes all parts of our lives and uses them for his glory. I was baptized as an infant, professed my faith to my church when I was in high school, but have never been baptized as a believer. So I'm happy to publicly declare, that, declare to you today that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. He is my ransom and has paid a debt I could never pay by dying on the cross in my place. I'm happy to profess this and to encourage you with my testimony of God's faithfulness. So encouraged to hear God's continued work of his grace in your life and because of your profession and your love to the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Lucas Wilgenberg and this is my testimony of God's faithfulness. I love the Lord and desire to lead my family towards serving him daily. My love for the Lord was instilled in me at a very young age. My parents also loved the Lord and taught me about his character and his amazing grace, that while I was still a sinner, Jesus Christ died for my sins, paying the penalty that I deserve. I grew up in the first CRC church in Visalia. I remember singing hymns in that congregation and feeling the presence of the Lord. 
This body of believers invested in me and a group of men throughout youth group programs, Sunday school, and junior high and high school continued to lead me towards a personal relationship with my Lord and Savior. One man named Scott was instrumental in my relationship with the Lord. He was our youth group leader. Scott had a personality like the Apostle Paul in that he did not care what people thought of him, but was on mission to serve the Lord. I professed my faith publicly in front of that church in my junior year of high school. I thank the Lord for the parents and strong men whom the Lord has placed in my life to teach me and to be an example to me of what it looks like to serve the Lord. My wife Natalie and I have three children, Owen, Evelyn, and Henry. It is our desire to join in this congregation to serve the Lord. We pray that families will come along us to point our children to Christ as we also stand alongside other families in that same mission of furthering his kingdom. We love the Lord and are committed to growing more like Christ daily. Lucas, we're just uh, grateful for you, grateful for your love for Christ, your desire to walk with him, to raise your children in the ways of Christ. And so because of your profession, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A lot of you may be looking at me and thinking, hasn't she been a Christian for a long time? And the answer to that is yes, I have but my testimony will tell you why I'm getting baptized today. I grew up in a functionally unbelieving home. We went to church occasionally or got dropped off, but it was rare and nothing in our family life suggested that God made any difference in what we were doing. When I was 12, my mother surprised me with the news that I had reached the age of accountability and that if I didn't walk forward in church and accept Christ, I was going to burn in hell. I believed my mother, but I didn't really know much about Christ. Nonetheless, the next time we went to church, I walked forward, shaking because I knew if this God stuff was real, I didn't know very much about him. And I didn't really know if I believed in him. But I didn't want to go to hell, so I walked forward, and I was baptized for the same reason. Nothing changed, but when asked, I told people I was a Christian, and I thought that I was. While some of the other kids in high school were partying, I wasn't. I just never really wanted to. I thought it was because I was a Christian. But I was so hard-hearted. If I thought I was going to be ridiculed or teased, I would get them first, mercilessly. I lied, cheated in school, and stole things if I wanted them and couldn't afford them. When I got into college, I did whatever I wanted, and it wasn't pretty. I tried a few churches, but I never felt like I fit in. Surprise, surprise. In the middle of college, I went to visit my sister, and she had tried me a few years prior to try to lead me to Christ a few years prior using that Four Spiritual Laws booklet. And I remember thinking that if she didn't know what she believed any more than having to use that booklet, I didn't really want to listen to what she had to say. But this time it was different. I had gone to help her husband and her to move back to California after he completed seminary. She showed me her Bible and read me some of it. I was amazed. I thought to myself, wow, God's written me a letter. I better read it. She even gave me her Bible. She also told me that when I got back to California, she'd help me to find a good church in Fresno. 
When I got back to California, she was true to her word. She found a good church for me, and I started to attend. I was working nights to put myself through college, so I didn't have enough awakeness in me to um, stay alert for more than Sunday school. But I started to learn so much about who Jesus was and what he had done for me. I joined a college career Bible study and read my new Bible every day, multiple times a day. I couldn't get enough. I learned about my own sinfulness, that Christ had died my place so that I wouldn't spend eternity in hell, separated from God. I learned all I needed to do was turn away from my sin and put my faith and trust in him, and so I did. My heart's desire became to obey him, not that I always did, but it was so different after I had trusted in him. I was amazed that he would choose me, and I still am. But that's not all. He's forgiven my sins, and I know I will spend eternity in heaven with him. He has healed me from my brokenness, set me free from my own selfishness, given me an objective source of truth, great joy, and a life full of meaning and purpose. But for years, I thought that first time that I was baptized was real. I now know that it wasn't. So now that I know I'm being baptized for real, identifying with my Lord and his death and resurrection for real, and because I am confident in what Philippians 1.6 says, that he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Well, I've known Rebecca for a long time. Uh, her son Ian and I were in the same kindergarten class. So this is a real joy, Rebecca. And based off of the profession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Grace Church of the Valley. My name is David Pereira. I am a husband, a brother, a son, a friend, but most importantly, I'm a child of the one true God. I was baptized as an infant in the Catholic Church. After converting to Christianity during my childhood, childhood years, I was introduced to Jesus, his death on the cross, and the salvation he provides. In my young years, I prayed the prayer of giving my life to Christ without giving much serious thought about the importance of that decision. In reality, I was nowhere close to deeply knowing the truth of the gospel. This translated into my young adult years where I did not genuinely have a firm foundation in my faith. My heart and soul were in a constant battle with the things of this world, and I was trying to win this battle on my own. At this time, I thought I was quote-unquote good person, and that being good and kind to others was enough to carry me on in this life. However, I could not be more wrong. Romans 3.12 says, not even one. My mind was not thinking in light of eternity, and through this time I was in a place where I truly was distant from God and reliant on the knowledge of this world. This translated into my relationships and actions. After living in sin away from God and his truth a couple of years ago, I reached a point where I knew that the only thing that could fill the voids in my life and produce true joy in my heart was the truth of Jesus Christ. I turned off the world and saturated my soul with the truth of the gospel and God's living word. I recognize God as my divine creator and creator of everything in the universe. Psalm 33 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. I also realize that once sin entered this world, 
that every person was stained in this sin, no matter how hard I tried to get rid of it on my own. I couldn't. My attempt at doing good would not wash away my sin. My attempt at fixing my problems on my own would not wash away my sin. I desperately needed the cure. The part of the gospel that truly created a complete shift in my heart and led me to turning my life to Christ was the truth that sin equals eternal death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Eternity was at stake now, and I knew that heaven and hell are just as real as this very building. Thankfully, God in his love sent Jesus Christ to earth to live without sin and to die on the cross in substitution for my death and to take the punishment I deserved. Jesus rose from the grave to confirm that God accepted the atoning work of Christ on the cross. This gives me the hope that nothing in this world could provide. When I realize that the cure for my eternal death penalty is gifted by God's grace to me, and that it would produce true joy and hope in my heart, I ran to the cross. 2 Corinthians 12.9, my grace is sufficient for you, my, for power is perfected in weakness. The full understanding of the truth of the gospel has set me free. I found true joy in my heart and a deep peace that keeps me still in the most adverse of times. It has allowed my actions and relationships to grow. It allowed a once broken relationship to turn into a fruitful marriage with my wife. The gift of the Holy Spirit working in me gives me the strength to walk the narrow path. I am dependent on God and there's true security produced when you are dependent on the creator of the universe. And thankfully, there's nothing I can do to earn my salvation. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not on your own doing, it is the gift of God. I stand in awe of my creator and long for his will to be done. I know of one game plan that gets you off of this earth alive, and that is found only through Jesus Christ. I want to get baptized today to publicly proclaim that Jesus is Lord of my life, to be obedient to his word, and to display the beauty of salvation through the washing away of sins. Thank you. David, David thank you for the sweet testimony in Christ. And based off of your profession and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is my joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hello, church family. My name is Travis Hall. From a young age, I believed that there was a God who created the world and sent his Son to die for our sins. However, I would often switch between working for my salvation and dismissing God entirely. My life consisted of selfishness, idolatry, lust, self-pity, and oppression. The only hope I had in this world was the hope that I could one day be successful, confident, and loved by others. This idea led to extreme disappointment and anxiety. During my time in college at Grand Canyon University, I was exposed to sound doctrine, which led me to acknowledge that I am a sinner that deserves hell. Isaiah 64, 6 states, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. I humbly went to the Lord and acknowledged that I have nothing to offer, and that I needed Christ to save me. Romans 6, 23 reads, For the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. By the wonderful grace of God, he pulled me out from the darkness of my life and transformed my heart to fully depend on him. 
He led me to love his word and the church. Since my conversion, I have found my hope in Jesus as he has paid the price for my sins. I can rest in him knowing that as an adopted son, there is nothing that can separate his love from me. This causes me to fall in love with him deeper and deeper and causes me to want to serve him faithfully. I'm still a miserable sinner. However, my hope is in the Lord and not in my own strength. A verse that brings me peace is 2 Corinthians 4.17. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. While my hope of the future used to be in my ability, I now have hope that the pains of this world are temporary and that we have eternity with the Father to look forward to. I wanted to be baptized to publicly proclaim the grace of God in my life. My story demonstrates that God is able to change the heart of the wicked, and I hope that it serves as an encouragement to you. Thank you. Travis, based off of your confession, it is a privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Nathan McEntee and I'm 16 years old. I have been blessed to have been raised in a Christian home by parents who have faithfully brought me to church and taught me the gospel regularly. I remember always dreading church and all the church events that my family and I would go to. I just didn't want to be there. I'd have always said I was a Christian, that I had repented of my sins and put my faith in Jesus. I thought that if my parents are saved, then I must be saved too, but I couldn't have been farther from the truth. I had made a habit of always reading the Bible and praying every night, but I never actually wanted to. I was just doing that because my friends did, but I had never really given Christ and his work much thought. It wasn't until I was 14 that I started really questioning my faith. I realized that I was living a Christian life on the outside, but not on the inside, and that I was a sinner in need of a savior. That's when I really started feeling conviction over my sin. I knew that God was working in me. I started reading my Bible more and wanting to know more about him. So I truly repented of my sins and put my faith in Jesus Christ, who paid for my sins and gave me his righteousness. Since then, I've grown in my walk with him. I love and cherish my time in his word and at church, and I have a deep desire to serve him. Matthew 28:19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I am getting baptized today to publicly proclaim my faith in Christ and that I am a member of his church. Thank you. Well, Nathan, uh, your quiet leadership is such an encouragement to us in youth ministry and to James and I and the rest of the team, and it's just so great. So based off of your profession of faith, it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> 